And welcome, everybody, back to Double Down with Breslow. And we've got a great guest for you today. We're going to be talking everything Super Bowl. Uh, we know a lot of you are licking your wounds after that, as am I. I'm guessing probably some winners out there, too. You winners should feel very fortunate that a particular ref was was bought off in, in your favor. But we'll get to all that with Stephen Kirstein. He is the head of company relations for Prize Picks, which no doubt uh, did a lot of business over the weekend uh, with the big Super Bowl action. Uh, Prize Picks is a really fascinating company that is really on the rise, and we want to hear all about it. So, Stephen, welcome to the program. Well, thank you so much for having me on, Jim. Uh, really excited to be here. Very exciting time of the year, as you can imagine. Yeah, well, we were on the pace there for perhaps the best Super Bowl ever. And then it was all destroyed by one yellow flag uh, by one ref who just couldn't resist and keep it in his pocket. I, I assume you saw that play the same way I did, where the, the 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 flag should have stayed in his pocket. You know, I really didn't have any skin in the game. I'm a Bears fan, unfortunately, so I just watched the Super Bowl. Um, you know, had a little interest on it, but uh, but you it know, was a shame to kind of see that things went that way. You know, just given the excitement of that second half was unbelievable, just back yeah. and forth, back and forth, and yeah, for things. Things to get determined like that, you know, it stinks. Uh, was it the right call? Yeah, maybe in the first quarter, but with two minutes uh -huh. left in the fourth, it's, it's that's tough to swallow. Exactly. I mean, you know, look, you should call the game the same no matter when the game is on paper. I know theoretically, but, you know, you, you should be aware that this is you've just decided the game. You've just ended the game by throwing the slack. So you better be extra sure. And, you know, apparently in NFL right now, there's no way to um, do a replay on that. I hate replays in general, but it does seem like maybe there should be some tweaking there. You know, when you're talking about last two minutes of a game, um, I mean, we see all kinds of things replayed. I mean, it's in the second quarter and it's, you know, third, it's second down and, oh, did he get a first down? So is it first in 10 or is it third in inches? And they'll go to commercials and we'll wait five minutes to find out, is it third in inches or first down? And yet we're not reviewing this play. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, there's always next year and uh you know it's what 73 points in a super bowl game there was excitement you know nearly on every single play and for our for our fantasy you know platform it's huge you know yeah Lots of scoring, well, lots of excitement. Yeah, and we'll get into some of the bets uh, or, or, or the picks that I made uh, when I was playing the game. And uh, I even signed up on your site and signed up for what, what, what do you guys call it on, on your site? A deposit bonus. So we do a $100 match. Um, basically, on your first $100, we give you an automatic 100 match. No slow roll. It, it comes to your account immediately. Well, I'm proud to say that I, I did deposit $100. I did get $100 in free play. And by the time the game was over, my account was sitting at 225. So, ah. so I, I did okay. I, I shouldn't be complaining so much. It was it was my the bets that I placed elsewhere that were the big problem. I should have stuck with fantasy sports and, 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 and with prize picks. Um, so and I do want to walk everybody through what my experience was so they understand, you know, exactly how your your site works and how it's different from from other um, sports sites out there. Uh, but let's start by telling everybody the history of the company, because it's really really a, a fascinating story and it's a, a huge success story that more and more people are learning about. Yeah, for sure. So it kind of starts back to the mid 2000 teens, you know, it was sort of that post Eric Schneiderman essence after, you know, DFS kind of got the boot in 2015, 2016, you know, after that meteoric rise of uh, DraftKings and FanDuel related to the salary cap model being too sophisticated for people, you know, only 1% of customers were winning. 
Um, it was too time consuming. Um, a lot of people thought that there were unfair advantages. Our founder and, and uh, CEO, Adam Wexler in 2017, thought that there had to be a better way. There had to be a way to make fantasy sports more accessible to you know the masses. Um, it can't just be the people who could spend all day uh, crunching numbers at their computer. Hence, something a little bit more intuitive, a little bit more easy to understand, a little something a little bit more simple. Our form of DFS was born. So that was prize picks back in 2017. Initially, the, uh, the company was called Predict Picks, and we changed it for a aforementioned for a lot of different reasons to prize picks. You can imagine why. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, were you actually giving away just prizes in the early days as opposed to actual money? No, it, it's it's been real money since day one. But just for some marketing reasons, you could imagine why Predict Picks wouldn't sound so good on the radio. So we changed it to prize picks in 2018. Yeah. Um, and I have been with the company in some capacity since the early days and have really seen it grow um, over time. So basically, our platform is solely um, surrounded uh, surrounding player projections where you build rosters between two and six athletes. Um, And it's just assessing um, whether they're going to exceed or underperform their projections. So it's it's very simple in its nature. And and as you said, the, the beauty of it is you don't have to worry about who you're playing against. Exactly. Um, and let's go into that a little bit as far as what you know and what's been going on with the daily fantasy sports um, then and now. You know, in, I don't play the game of poker because I don't know who I'm playing against. And I know I'm just kind of an average poker player and I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to play online. I wouldn't like to play in Vegas because I don't know who I'm playing against. I don't know what kind of edge they've got and, and, and so forth. And to some extent that's, that was true or still is true with these other fantasy sites where you don't know who you're playing against and what methodology they used to pick their team that I've got to compete with. I'm just an average fan and I'm picking who you know I think is going to do what versus who am I possibly competing with out there? For sure. I mean, it, whether it's salary cap or you know this this model of DFS, there's so much skill involved. We, we have some really, really sophisticated customers who are studying trends, looking at data all day. But when you're really in that salary cap, model the issue is what happens if there's an injury that you didn't see and now suddenly everybody knew about it and you didn't so now you are you're kind of in a disadvantaged position with our model you don't necessarily have to worry about that right and and what about you know you mentioned computers and algorithms i mean how sophisticated has it gotten with daily fantasy sports with the tools people are using to pick their team uh it's probably you know more akin to wall street than it was you know even 10 years ago extremely smart minds throughout this industry um it's constantly dynamic you know there's so many different variables that our customers have to consider and it makes it fun it makes it unique every single day and that's why people love our game because they can come in have a bunch of different strategies make a a bunch of different rosters based on things ways that they think the game is going to unfold and it's just a really exciting experience and tell us how you guys have been able to grow because we know how competitive it is out there i mean first of all there's there's DraftKings and there's FanDuel. those are the the two giants of fantasy sports they're really what kind of it seems to me break down the door of starting to allow sports betting in the u.s it reminds me of the business that i was in which was um 
making slot machines for Indian casinos. And we managed to come up with a slot machine that was legally not a slot machine, but it looked and played like one. And once those doors were open, the starts the state started to realize, well, heck, if they can play this, we might as well let them play regular, regular slot machines. And our kind of machines got pushed out and they brought in regular machines to replace us. I think that's a lot of what's happened in the U.S. is that once you realize that DraftKings and FanDuel is legal and you're betting online on it, it's like... Is it really that big of a stretch to then go to the next step of allowing full-fledged Las Vegas-style sports betting? Yeah, and I think it's a great question. I think a lot of people really like our simple fantasy game. Um, it's really intuitive. You can play with your friends too. So if you and I were in the same room, we could, you know, both make you know a similar entry or go against each other, and you know, one of us could win or both of us could win. Um, so I think that there's sort of a community element to our game that we've been really able to be, you know, very successful about. You can go on our prize picks twitter it's a really engaging follow uh, following um and you could also go in our discord um uh, which is basically just like this big virtual sports bar um where we have tens of thousands of people in there at once um and it's just a great place to interact with others yeah no i, I did find it very intuitive and easy to to follow so it, you know my experience was first signing up depositing 100 bucks <laughs> i tried to do it with a credit card it looked like i could do it with a credit card but it kept kind of bouncing back so i assume you guys are pretty much requiring a debit card at this point debit card card, most major uh, credit cards. So uh, we'll have to take that offline uh, and try to get that fixed up for you. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I like to earn points on my credit card as I'm depositing money, but yeah, I, it ultimately worked with me for, with a debit card. I got my hundred dollar uh, free play bonus. And what was really interesting, I've never seen this before. So I got to give you guys credit on this one kind of special, special bets that you offer d discounted plays, I should say. So for the Super Bowl, you were offering, if you want to take Patrick Mahomes and the number of yards, he's going to pass for normally it would have said that okay over under 285 yards that Mahomes is going to pass for you guys had it at over under a half yard so it was basically a gimme tell me about that kind of promotion because I've never seen something like that before no doubt um you know specifically around big games uh for marketing reasons that's a, that's a really good way to get people onto the platform and it's a really good way to generate wins and some good early experiences for our customers. Yeah, and, and then I was just on there today since I, my account is now flush with $225 cash and you had a Taco Tuesday special today that you probably came up with that one. Um, <laughs> And uh, that one, it was kind of on a random play. I think it was um, total shots on goal by a particular hockey player. And I forget who it was. And and normally it would be over under four shots on goal for this guy. And instead it was two and a half. So naturally you take the over and I've got a, a, a better than 50-50 chance of, of winning that one. Exactly. So we actually let our community vote on Taco Tuesday. So they get to choose the promos. So it's actually a really interactive type of um, experience where you can go vote on Twitter. You can go vote on discord and it just it, it helps bring everybody together yeah i w and what's cool about it and again i don't know how original it is to you guys or not but you know all the companies are out there giving bonuses to sign up right but there doesn't seem to be a lot of bonuses once you've already signed up it's like you know we're only going to give you a one-time bonus naturally we're not going to keep bonusing you and what happens with a lot of these sites is that somebody goes on there solely for the purpose of getting their bonus once they've played through their bonus then they're done they're moving on to the next site they're going to get a bonus from right we'd we'd rather create you know more winning experiences as opposed to just giving out money that's always been how it's been Let's get creative with our promotions. Let's do things that are a little bit different. I'm very passionate about this, as you guys can tell. It's really important for retention purposes to do a lot of these things because the deposit bonuses don't really work that well. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about what my experience was in embedding the Super Bowl. We'll talk about some of the bets that I made, and I definitely want to hear how things went on your side and talk about the total numbers that were bet on the Super Bowl. Uh, we know viewership was uh, number three all time. Got a big figure betting was probably number one all time. We'll be back after the break with Stephen Kirstein from Prizebooks. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Travis Carmichael, the seemingly social financier who successfully left behind a blue-collar Baltimore upbringing by transforming himself into an elite hedge fund manager branded with a sterling reputation for creating enviable profit machines for many of the world's most powerful people. His success proved costly as he became incessantly vulnerable after a series of careless mistakes and poor decisions originated from his love affair with the brilliant and stunningly beautiful Russian operative Naomi Knight. Through a roller coaster journey, of greed, mystery, sex, and murder, Travis and Naomi's metamorphosis from scorching Wall Street couple to unrecoverable bliss is forever locked for posterity as one of New York City's most interesting tales. Coming to you from former Wall Street hedge fund executive and frequent contributor on CNBC, Fox News, Bloomberg, and CNN, I, Todd Schoenberger, feature a historical novel inspired by true events, including but not limited to those who possess impenetrable dreams of Manhattan wealth and the consuming lifestyle it perpetuates. Please pick up your copy of No Lie Lives Forever, available on Amazon and finer bookstores near you. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast. Welcome back. We are talking to Stephen Kirstein, head of company relations for Prize Picks, one of the probably the fastest growing sports websites in America right now, uh, coming off of a big Super Bowl. Um, so, I don't know, have you, have you seen the numbers? Was this the most bet Super Bowl in history, as most people predicted? Definitely the most bet 
I saw a lot of numbers coming through from different publications. In terms of fantasy, uh, definitely our biggest day ever. Uh, we saw a huge, we were we were worried about just keeping the lights on and making sure that the platform stayed up, just to give you some context, Jim. Um, and I can uh, happily say that that was the case. Uh, we had a bunch of engineers on staff to make sure that everything was you know, according to plan, it, it all went well. You know, obviously a, a very high scoring game. Um, so you could imagine that, you know, there were a lot of things that went um, our members way, which is great. It, ultimately, we, like I said earlier, we want to create as many winning experiences as possible. Um, so it was a really fun, fun night overall. Can you share with us how many different players you had? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was really, really exciting, but we had over 400,000 people uh, play, place an entry on Super Bowl Sunday. Wow. Amazing. How does that compare to last year? Astronomically higher. So it was definitely, <laughs> uh, it was definitely a lot of growth uh, year over year. And like I said, I was here with when we did the first Super Bowl. And that was, you know, we were talking about 10 to 15 different customers at a time. So you can imagine how how amazing it is to see the growth of the company here. Yeah. Well, uh, so let's go over uh, what I had and, um, and maybe we can you can share with us some of the more interesting plays that were on there and how they did. So and this will give people a good example of, you know, things that are available. Now, you guys had something on there where you could go over under on whether or not uh, the Eagles, I think it, you're you're. It's on oh, fourth down conversion allowed. Would the Eagles defense allow a fourth down conversion? And it was over under a half. So mm -hmm. I thought it was a no brainer that Kansas City would at least have one fourth down conversion. Philly had like four of them, I think. Um, and the over under on that was one. So I should have gone with that, obviously. But instead, I went with this. And, and Casey actually did not convert a fourth down. So that that turned that one into a loser for me. Yeah. Sometimes the game flow, you know, like just the way that things went. And I I would have thought that, you know, they were chasing too as well at half. So that's kind of a surprising thing that happened. But, you know, that that's sort of the, the beauty of the game is that, you know, there is a lot of sometimes just variants that happen. Yeah. Well, what one of my beefs about NFL football these days, and it came through big time in the Super Bowl, is just how few plays there are. There's just a lot more in college than there is in pro because of the way the clock winds. But, you know, there was only four possessions by the Kansas City Chiefs in the second half, three touchdowns and a field goal. Philly also had only four possessions. Casey only had four possessions in the first half. So these games go by really really quickly for the Super Bowl you'd think somehow the thing should should go longer than that okay fortunately I had two both of mine were losses in that particular entry that was a two pick entry I had Chris Jones who's the notorious defensive lineman for Kansas City all I had to do was get one tackle for a loss he apparently did not tackle anybody for a loss um and that's that's a pretty big deal and another kind of a surprise uh coming out of that game yeah it sounded it sounds like you were kind of on some ones that a lot of our members weren't on to be honest uh <laughs> Um, usually I hear about field goals. I hear about receiving yards. So interesting that you were on those two. Well, you know, an interesting note is, is that, you know, I know it has to be your, your, your uh, plays have to be players. You can't bet on, on a side or total. You have to pick players. That's why it, it's fancy. I did find it interesting that you can pick a defense. How, how do you guys couch that as far as that being fantasy? A defense is essentially a roster of defensive players. So, uh -huh. um, 
you know, there's 11 people on the field and they all come, come together to play together. So it's just a lot more players coming together to gotcha. potentially get more stats. So, so same thing with offense then theoretically you could have a play being what an offense is going to do to- total yards for the offense. Well, we, we, we tend to try to do like a lot more like combos with like two players. Um, So you'll see like, you know, we might put the two Philadelphia wide receivers together. We really stay away from a lot of the, the whole team offensive stat. Mm-hmm. Okay, next one that was a loser. That Yeah, this one you guys combined Mahomes and Jalen Hurts on total pass yards. Mm-hmm. Mahomes came in really low. What, what, what's really interesting is Mahomes actually went way over on rushing and way under on pass yards, which considering right. the, the bum ankle, nobody would have would have expected that. Hurts was over on his pass yards. I think he threw for about 320 some odd. Um, but when you combine the two, you guys had an over under of 526 combined yards and it came out to like four 486 so that made that three pick entry a loser even though my other two picks were winners I had Travis Travis Kelsey over on 77 and a half yards he he went for 81 yards and Jerick McKinnon I had him at over 19 and a half and he was at 34 yards so I hit two out of three but that made it a loser yeah you must have done two out of three on our power play but if you would have done our flex play you would have actually um had a partial win our, our flex play is very popular it essentially gives you a lot of that upside still, but it gives you protection in case you miss one or two picks. Yeah. And our members love the the flex play. And it's it's a really, really cool way for us to differentiate ourselves from a lot of the other products that are out there. Thanks for rubbing it in. Yeah, I should have done flex play on that one. But, uh, sure. you know, if I'm going to roll the dice, I'm going to roll the dice. So uh, I, that that was a $75 play. And that would have, I would have received what, th- uh, 300 on that or 375? Um, 300. 300. Yeah. So, but which means effectively it pays three to one or it pays four to one that play. It pays three, it, it pays three to one, three to one. So a, a three person uh, parlay or power play uh, pays three to one and a two person pays two to one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A three, three X power play pays five X. So it pays four to one. Okay. Four to one. Right. And a two person power play pays two to one. Right. So right. my, uh, I, I would have netted 300, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. You, you, you guys, you guys work it a little bit differently than people, you know, used to making a traditional bet. But uh, you, you, it's seventy five dollars for the entry, and then I would have gotten three seventy five back. Correct. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's go on to my uh, winners. Here's here's Mahomes. Yeah, this was on the rushing yards, so over under eighteen and a half yards, and uh, he came out to forty four. So he blew that away. A couple of big rushes um, there. I, I I think that you know Philly was really didn't think that he had the mobility to run. So I really felt on a on the couple plays where he had long runs that Philly was just kind of relaxed because they just thought this guy cannot run on this ankle. I think the field also had something to do with it. A lot of the the Philadelphia defensive players were saying that it was it wasn't as easy for them to play as they thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, at halftime, they were out there repairing the field, you know, leave it, leave it to him to overthink the playing field. You know, this Mm -hmm. is where the Arizona Cardinals played every one of their home games. And now it's the Super Bowl. So it's just like, okay, guys, just, you know, change it from Arizona Cardinals to NFL and Super Bowl and you're done. But no, instead they brought in some new company, apparently that went in and ripped the entire field out, replanted the whole thing with some type of super special soil and turf and so on just for the Super Bowl and 
what a surprise. They screwed the whole thing up. Unbelievable what they do with the with, uh, with the spotlight on them. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so that was a winner because I had to combine with Jalen Hurst. I do have to say that, you know, it's really great how you guys show um, uh, your, your entries after they're completed. So it's really easy to look at it and it shows you right there on a little bar graph. Here's right. how many yards your guy needed to get and here's how many he wound up with. So you quickly, you know, there's no, you don't have to double check anything. You're seeing it right there that, okay, yeah, he had to go over 18 and a half rushing yards. And there it is right there showing that he had 44. And so that, you know, you had a, had a winner. So very, very user-friendly, I have to say. And it's really fun in the moment to be able to like track it during the game and, and see how you're progressing. Oh, that's cool. It, see, it, I didn't, I didn't do that. that so that's it, how most people like to do it. So if I was on there, it would be showing me so far, he's got 12 yards. So far, he's got 21 yards. That, that's been a huge differentiator for us. It's the live scoring has been really, really massive for keeping people engaged um, and keeping people, you know, just enjoying the app. Yeah. And uh, another thing I noticed you do is that you do allow somebody to to pick one uh, over under what their projected fantasy points are. Right. Mm -hmm. So people that are used to playing in a fantasy league like I do, um, you know that your quarterback, you're you know, usually he's scheduled to get around 23 fantasy points or whatever. You can pick any fantasy team you want and you'll go over under on on the number of points. Right. Fantasy scores are still one of our most popular options for sure. People love them. Um, they're a little nostalgic, um, and they're a big differentiator for us as well. It, it's yeah. definitely part of our core identity. So where do you guys go from here as a company? I mean, you just, you just blew it out uh, of the water on, on the Super Bowl. What, what's next for you guys? Yeah. So, I mean, NBA is our number one market. So we're going to have a few weeks. We're going to have a little bit of a break here from our normal festivities with the all-star break coming. Having said that, we're going to have a bunch of different all-star break type contests. We've done the slam dunk contest. We've done rising stars. We've done three-point contest. So we really keep it fresh at prize picks. I, I'm thinking we're still going to do something for the skills challenge even. So, and we'll obviously do the all-star game as well. So we really do keep it fun. March Madness will be big. Call it in the next four weeks. Really exciting college basketball product. And then we got baseball and golf too, right around the corner. So um, lots of good things. And then esports is a big differentiator for our business as well. Um, I would be remiss to not mention esports as part of the prize picks identity. So, so if I looked on there right now, I would see esports as one of the one of the options. Yes, you would, and it's a it's a top five market for us oh. overall. So, I mean, it's wow. a really really fun market. It's evolving. It's we're still in the early innings of the industry, but um, it's definitely a big part of what we are at Prize Picks. And you must have in house, you must have handicappers that are setting the various numbers on these on these plays, right? Yeah, I mean, so we have a we have a big game operations team, as we call them different specialties and different expertise. And, it, you know, it just makes it really fun because we have a really knowledgeable group of individuals who all kind of bring something else to the table. Hmm. Interesting because, yeah, when I was looking at my picks, I do have to say that I was comparing it online just by Googling the Vegas odds on some of these things, you know, because Vegas obviously offers all the same over-under bets, you know, on yards and so on. And your guys was off of it pretty significantly on, on a few. And so I chose to kind of pick those and, you know, Vegas 
Vegas had it at 280, you had it at 290, I'll take yours and go go under. How do you kind of explain that that discrepancy that might exist on your site versus, say, a, a traditional betting site? Yeah, I mean, we're not a traditional betting site. So, you know, we're fantasy. We do it our own way, I guess would be the way that I would kind of uh, describe it. We have we have a bunch of there, there's a lot of skill in, that goes that's involved with this whole process. And, um, you know, there's just sort of some more traditional ways that some of the sports books do things. And then there are th- ways that we progressive fantasy sports companies do. Um, and that's why you might see discrepancies. Yeah. Well, you guys are killing it so far. We'll have to do this interview again in, in six months or so and see what's the latest with uh, prize picks. But uh, it definitely seems like you guys are one of the fastest growing uh, sports sites in the U.S. right now. Thank you so much, Jim. This has been a pleasure and uh, excited to chat next time. All right, Stephen. Stephen Kirstein from Price Picks. Thanks so much for joining Double Down with Breslow. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thank you all for watching. I want you to smash that like button. (laughs) Did you know virtually all vessels traveling in the U.S. have to be American built, owned, and crewed? That's thanks to the Jones Act, which is the bedrock of the American maritime industry. On the American Maritime Podcast, we cover the topics that matter most to the 650,000 men and women of American Maritime, while also being accessible for the average listener to learn about this industry. Every episode features a new guest, including congressional leaders, senior military officials, leading policy analysts, and other experts. Come aboard and listen wherever you get your podcasts or watch on the American Maritime Partnerships YouTube channel.